Hi, your coach is welcoming you back. <laughs> what a wonderful time to be together. Today's session is financial hostages. Wow. Man, I never will forget that reaction. First time I talked about, are you a financial hostage? In Mumbai, or the first time I talked about it in India, and that man in Mumbai, India, came and grabbed me. I mean, he was a hot couture, and he came and grabbed me, and he said, you cannot leave. And, I, I, you know, my first reaction was to laugh. But I wasn't mocking him, but I just said, why can I not leave? He said, because I'm a financial hostage. I didn't know it till right now, and you've got, you can't leave till I'm no longer a financial hostage. Woo, he was real serious. Being a financial hostage is a frightening thing. And so I respected his, his uh, how concerned he was. And I said, look, I got two more sessions before I leave for London tomorrow. And I'll, you tell me your questions and I'll answer them for you. Now, I'm going to write books for you. I'm going to do videos for you. I, I want you to get through. I want you to win in life. That, that's what about that's winning with the wealth coach. Don't forget, win has an I in it. Okay. The reason Pharaoh's Egypt had such a powerful picture of that hand, powerful negative grasp on the Israelites' mind and bodies and emotions and will was because they were no longer visitors, but they had become inhabitants and Pharaoh's financial hostages. Wow. Now, I want to tell you a story about this. I was going, la I was going last year to my six-year-old, I think she's only five at that time, five-year-old granddaughter, cute, uh, and little Mary Clayton, I miss her. And, but she lives, I'll see her tonight. <laughs> she lives three miles from here. Anyway, I had to go to the school, and, you know, they had double locked doors, so push the buttons, they'd let you in the first, and then they look at you, and they let you in next, and then you turn left, you go down this hall, this big sort of concierge place, and they look at your driver's license, and they, you know, be sure you're safe, and they sign you in. And the, the long and the short of it was they gave me a pink, not badge, but a pink strip. And they put it on my lapel. And guess what the strip said? Visitor. And I, it shocked me because I wanted to say the lady, lady, I'm not a visitor. I've got two grandchildren in this uh, University Park Elementary School. I'm no visitor. I live around the corner. No, but they said visitor. Listen. We're a visitor on this earth. That's why we don't want to be conformed to it. That's why we don't want to be under Pharaoh's. Listen, when I'm in the land of not enough, with the circumstances of lack, which I go to all over the world, I'm just passing through. I'm there to help those that want to get out of that bondage, they don't have to leave that nation to get out of it. But listen, I'm a visitor. My home is heaven. I guess maybe that's why I'm so happy. God has so prosperously provided me with everything that I need, beyond need. And 
he gets all the glory and I get all his generosity. I hope that encourages you. Poverty of mindset. Oops, let's just move that out of that brain. All right. Once we put ourselves in the control of lack, want, need, or decrease, we'll continue to live in that deception until, boom, God wakes us up. Or however he does it, the circumstances wake us up, or the time clock in your head wakes you up, or whatever. Your friends say, hey, it's time to get out of this. And when we're ready to fight, depending on how long we've been there, it can be a heck of a fight to get recovered, restored, and released. Your results released. You know, he recovered the sight of the blind. He restored the relationships. He released the captives. He set the prisoners free, and he brought them new results in their life, didn't he? So what does that look like to us? How do we come into that fullness? How can we come into that recovery, restoration, and release? Well, I think we could go to our friend King David. I hope you've heard this, me say this before. But the Lord becomes our shepherd. David had that wonder relationship where the Lord became his shepherd. It says he had a heart after God. And he knew that the Lord was his trusted friend, protector, leader, planner. The vision he had was he saw that the way he treated the sheep, the Lord treated him. Now, I hope that encourages you that David was the shepherd to the sheep, but he realized that the Lord was his shepherd. So he made that great statement, Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Once the Lord is your shepherd, you have the absolute right to say, and I shall not lack, need, want, or decrease. That is the meaning of that in Hebrew. Wow. That fires me up thinking about it. And you know what we're doing? We're fighting the Lord, His shepherdship over our lives instead of going... His hand points this way. His staff moves this way. No, no, we don't want to go that way. We want this way. Friends, the Lord is your shepherd. He's our shepherd. Let him be so. It's the entrance into all kinds of wonder. I've so enjoyed sharing today's episode with you. To learn so much more about true happiness our coaching programs, and our video courses. Please join me at wealthcoachcoach.com. Look forward to talking to you soon.